You're listening to Rebel Radio. Do dope shit. What's cracking, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Radio. I am your host, Michael Patella. I am the owner and founder of Common, and I am here today to bring you a really good podcast that I think is going to be very beneficial, not only for uh, the avid gym goer that is looking to gain um, their fitness and gain some strength, some some performance, and look their best, but it's also going to help the strength coach, the trainer, the the wellness coach that is looking to always help their clients become their fittest and best self. So stay tuned for today's episode. Uh, but before we start, this episode is brought to you by our Rebel Series online platform. The Rebel Series is our flagship program that offers you exceptional quality at a fraction of the cost at only $70 per month. When you join the Rebel Series, you'll start with our four-week foundations program to bring you up to speed with the barbell movements, the patterns, uh, and it gives you time to recover from that initial soreness you get from your first few workouts. We've all been there where when you start working out for the first time, or, or your first time back, uh, you, you get that uh, delayed onset muscle soreness that just you can't walk, you can't sit on the on the toilet. So this just kind of gives you a way to um, uh, sort of gain your capacity slowly back into your training. Uh, and then once you graduate from the foundations program, you get to jump right into our first block of training. Uh, and this is a hybrid approach to strength, performance, and aesthetics. We've taken the classic 5-3-1 method and adapted it for the everyday people like you and me. Um, and you get all the benefits of getting strong, but you also perform at your best while you having that aesthetic that we all want, right? We all know that aesthetic that we're looking for. Um, and this is a perfect time for you to get on board, uh, especially as summer is, I mean, I'm going to say right around the corner. We're, we're in February, but, you know, February is a quick month and we have March, April, May, and you want to get a jump start on your training now. This is the time where... Uh, your summer body is made, so it's a good opportunity for you guys to jump in on this. And what's special about the Rebel Series is that most online programs just give you the program, and that is it. But with the Rebel Series, uh, you'll get access to individual weekly calls with me to keep you on track, and it's a really great place for you uh, to come and and ask me questions about the program. Um, or even questions on how to achieve your goals the best way possible. Um, if you're listening into this podcast, you can um, uh, save 50% off your first month by entering promo code REBEL50 at checkout. You can visit common.com to sign up today for a 50% off your first month. There's no term commitment. You can cancel anytime. All we want is that you put your best foot forward and that you start to see progress with your training. And we're here to make sure that you get the dopest results possible. So visit common.com, common is spelled C-O-M-M-X-N.com and enter promo code REBEL50 at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Awesome. Let's start today's episode. Um I'm super pumped to be back here today. I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest, dude, dudes and dudettes, I've been in a slump. I'm not sure what it's been, man, but um, it wasn't the greatest start to, to the new year for a lot of us. I mean, I, I've been having a lot of conversations with um, with a lot of uh, clients, with just people on, on the socials, and a lot of them just kind of feel this unmotivated fatigue that is, um, that's just causing a lot of 
kind of mental health issues. And I, and I hate kind of saying mental health issues, but I don't, I don't know what else to say. But just I feel like people are in this sort of slump, at least here in Ontario and Canada. Um, it's just it's it's winter, it's cold, it's snowy. Um, and even though I hate complaining about the weather, I mean, it's just been a really dreary winter, especially with lockdowns. And we're finally back. You know, gyms are open, restaurants are open with some type of capacity, but uh, things are looking on the up and up, guys. And I'm pretty pumped to see what's going to happen in the near future. Um, and, and today's episode is going to be really cool. We're going to talk about, and I think that's something I think not a lot of people talk about, but assigning a letter grade um, to an exercise or to, I should say, to fitness equipment, right? And, you know, you walk into a gym that has all the bells and whistles, you see all these really cool uh, pieces of equipment, but like, do you really know what to do with this equipment? You know, like you'll see your favorite influencers on Instagram or on TikTok doing these, you know, uh, crazy choreographed movements and circuits with all kinds of um, uh, equipment, but is that really the best way to use this equipment? So we're going to talk about assigning a letter grade to uh, the fitness equipment with and matching it with the best possible um, exercise that you can do with that equipment because every every equipment has their own um, you know like unique things that you can do with it. You you're not going to do everything with uh, a certain implement or an, or or a piece of equipment. You want to pick the right tool for the right job. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into today's uh, sort of main topic. I want to share with you something that a client of mine told me just the other day, um, and this goes with your fitness, it goes with life, it goes with any endeavor that requires some level of consistency and effort uh, and work. And th- this really hit home for me. And you know, while I've 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 heard a, an iteration of this, this really was a really great um, uh, perspective on consistency. And 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 this client's so profound. He's he's almost poetic when he speaks. So I I appreciate him for sharing it with me because I am now going to share it with you. And and what he said was, you know, most people that get into fitness, they think of it as a three month endeavor, right? Like in three months, I'm going to get my bikini body. In three months, I'm going to get uh, jacked and toned. In three months, I'm going to get my summer body. And what happens when you start thinking about the three month program is that's not a lot of time like 90 days goes by relatively quick if you if you think about it and if you mess up on 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 your nutrition if you um if you if you um don't go to the gym two days in a row like that can have a a a pretty big impact more so psychologically than physically but you're going to start becoming neurotic with how you eat, with your nutrition, with your lifestyle management, with your fitness, and you're going to be so caught up in having to do it every single day because, you know, you have three months to get to this goal. And he goes, instead of thinking three-month period, imagine if you committed to a 10-year program. You had 10 years to achieve your goal. Now, I know not everybody wants to hear that. I know everybody wants to hear the, hey, here are the six-week challenges. Here's how to get shredded in four weeks. But we need to start getting away from that mentality and start adopting this 10-year, 15-year sort of commitment. Even though your results are probably going to come a lot quicker than 10 years, what starts to happen when you start thinking, okay, I'm just going to give myself the 10 years to get to where I really want to be. And if you think of most people that have the physique that you're aiming to, to get, 
they didn't get it within a four-week challenge. They didn't get it within, you know, a six-week challenge or a 90-day. It it took them over a year, right? You know, and, and, the, and the ones that are looking really good, like the influencers that you see online, a lot of them have devoted three-plus years, maybe even five years, to achieving that that sort of chiseled, toned, shredded, dense physique that you see. And when you start to adopt this 10-year commitment, it doesn't seem so bad when you miss a workout here and there. As long as you're showing up, as long as you're being consistent throughout those 10 years, you're going to see some amazing results. And now we start to take the neuroticism of fitness out of the equation and you start focusing on the, okay, consistently I need to uh, go to the gym three days a week if I want to see my progress in 10 years. I need to start consistently eating well 80% of the time with my nutrition so that I can see the benefits in 10 years from now. Now, of course, you'll, you'll probably get your results way quicker, probably within one year if you adopt that mindset. So, so don't think of this as you're, you're, you're going to get your results after 10 years, but getting that mindset to think more of a long-term lifestyle modification or, or more of like a lifestyle, now you won't be so neurotic, as I mentioned, and it's going to be a lot easier for you mentally to go to the gym, to eat healthy, to you know go to bed a little bit earlier, to maybe focus on that meditation that that you've been always wanting to do. It, it's 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 framing it in a, in, a, in a in a mindset where it's be consistent, show up versus I got to do this every single day, otherwise I'm a failure. So we're gonna shift that mindset. So I, I want to thank uh, Nick, and I'm gonna give him a big shout out here on the podcast for um, telling me that because I think that was such a profound way of looking at things, and I'm gonna apply it to my life, my business life, my my personal life, my fitness, of course. I'm, I'm gonna apply it to because it does shape your mindset around that. So so a big a big shout out to Nick. I appreciate you for sharing that with me. And I thought it was such a great thing that I wanted to share it with you guys, the listeners, because um, I think it's important in today's um, sort of crazy, chaotic social media world. Cool. I'm going to grab a swig of water and then we're going to get into the letter grading of fitness equipment and matching it with uh, their intended purpose of exercise selection. Um, and this is going to be a really cool podcast. I think uh, I'm going to share some of my thoughts. Let me grab a swig of water here because my mouth is going to get dry. Yup, that tastes really good. Tastes like water. I thought I wish it was a Coke Zero, but it's not. It's a water. So here's my thing. I'm a big Coke Zero fan. Now, before you start thinking, well, Mike, all this fucking uh, aspartame and shit is not good for me. Like, you know what? Just chill out. It's just I have like one or two a day, not even, maybe one a day. But I always think, let me drink my water first. I'll get all the good stuff first, and then I'll treat myself to a nice Coke Zero. Um, I know a lot of people are DC fans, but for me, it's all about the Coke Zero. It tastes like a Coke. And I'm a big Coke fan. I don't know. I love it. Um, so let's get into today's episode. We're going to get into letter grading. So now you're probably thinking, what the fuck is he talking about letter grading? Like, I'm going to go to school here and, and do some letter grades? No. So um, I, I actually caught wind of this uh, from Dan John. And I saw Dan John um, talk about this at a seminar about, I want to say, three, four years ago out in Jersey. And he came to speak to... Um, uh, a, a conference that I was part of 
Uh, and he kind of just talked about how to systematize your life and your fitness and kind of all that stuff. And he, he's a he's a he's a really cool dude uh, that has a lot of good insights. And he's been around the the Olympic weightlifting community way back, I think, in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, or in the, in the early 90s. Um, and he's been a pretty big um, uh, fitness um, uh, sort of guy in in the in the industry, I guess if you want to call it that. So if you don't know who Dan John is, really smart dude. He's been at it for a while, and he he talked about assigning a letter grade to the equipment and taking like an A plus exercise for that specific piece of equipment, and also giving an F minus. And you can you can go down the list from like you know an A plus, an A minus, an A, a B minus, a B plus, all the way down to you know an F. Um, now you probably won't want to have an a plus and A minus and an A exercise for each implement. You could probably just do it, make it more simpler and say okay, maybe like an A, B, C, D, and F. I like to do this like a A plus exercise for the equipment and a F minus. And then you can kind of fill in the blanks in between. So there's no real way of doing this the right way. It's just applying it into your training and, and how you program can have a big impact in your results because a lot of people will will see all this fancy equipment but they won't really know what to do with it they'll they'll sort of google or go on tiktok or instagram and they'll say oh, you know i saw my favorite influencer who's got a shredded six-pack do this really funky circuit that's choreographed with this kettlebell that's probably how they got their shredded body let me do this exact same choreographed circuit with this kettlebell and I too will get that result. Well, no, completely no. That's not how it happens. So I'm going to share with you how I assign a letter grade to an exercise with its intended equipment. And I'll kind of share my insights as to why I think that is. Now, this isn't the end all be all. This is just my opinion. This is just what I think. This is just what I've adopted over the years. And when I say over the years, over 15 years of training real clients as a personal trainer. So this isn't just a fly-by-night, you know, thinking. It's I've always done this with equipment and exercises, and I try to select or I try to program based off of what is the intended goal, what is it that they're trying to achieve, and what are the best tools and exercises to get there. And I want you to start to apply this yourself if you're at the gym by yourself if you're doing your own programming start to assign letter grades with equipment and um, exercises so that you don't have to waste all this time and energy on things that aren't going to yield the best benefit for you so let's get into it we have so i listed 10 um, equipment um, or implements that uh, most gyms have that at least my gyms have or my gyms. I don't, I don't own one gym and that's more than enough. Uh, I listed the, the the things that my gym has, but you can find this in pretty much every single gym that's out there. So um, let's let's get into the first implement. Okay, so this is the TRX or I guess I should say any suspension trainer. Now, I love the TRX for maybe one or two things and I don't use it for anything else. So when I assign you know, uh, an A plus exercise for the TRX, the, the, my go-to A plus exercise on the TRX is the row. Um, it, it, it helps people learn how to pull their body weight. It teaches them uh, shoulder blade mechanics. It teaches them how to um, feel the contraction of their shoulder blade muscles. It's just a really good teaching tool. It's pretty much the only exercise I do on the TRX. But now, 
if you take a TRX certification or if you buy a TRX, it'll come with a DVD or a booklet. And it has like 50 different movements that you can do with a TRX. And I think a lot of it, a lot of it's garbage, um, you know. And so like if we go down the letter grade, so like A plus for me is a row beauty. OK, now an A or a B plus for me would be maybe like teaching the squat pattern. You can hold on to the TRX or the suspension trainer and you can teach someone how to get. Uh, shift their body mass back that way they can get into a good squat position and then once they they sort of gain um some some comfortable some comfortable comfortable comfortability geez i can't speak today uh once they gain some comfort in in how and how, how their squat patterns should look like then you can kind of move them away from holding the trx so that might be like a b plus exercise on a trx in my opinion now an f minus on the trx is going to be like a single leg burpee. And I remember taking a TRX certification class back in 2009. So we're going back when TRX was just coming out. I think TRX came out 2008, 2007. I don't know. But I remember 2009, the gym, the commercial gym that I was working at um, um, brought in a TRX master trainer to teach us how to use the TRX. And I'm just like, it's kind of common sense, but anyways, I'll do it. It's free. I'll take it. And we did a bunch of stupid shit. I, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? And I remember uh, we we did this. So so we um, we strapped our foot on one of the handles, or, or like you you can finagle the T-Rex where you make like one handle, and you can put your foot in the stirrup part of it. And we did this stupid like single leg burpee where you would have one leg hooked up on the trx and then you would get into a burpee and then stand back up and it was like whoa this is so this is functional training where we're getting into this like single leg unilateral functional fitness it's like this isn't functional fitness you never have your foot tied to something and then you drop on the floor like i just hate that here's another rant about this i just thought about this the other day i saw this video and of course it was a crossfit gym that did this i forget i don't know it was probably in the states um, and this video was like mimicking CrossFit movements or like functional fitness movements with everyday real world um, like movements. And it was just so cheesy and corny. And I'm just like, this is fucking stupid because you're like, now you're just reaching. So like uh, it was like a farmer walk good for uh, picking up your grocery bags. I'm like, yeah, okay. like, yeah, sure. Like if you're strong, you can pick up grocery bags, but like the farmer walk, while it mimics that, like if you're just overall strong, you, you're you're able to have a strong grip and a strong upper back to carry a bunch of bags. So like I'm like, okay, cool. Like I I can see how that works. But then it's like then they got like dumber and dumber. Like then it was um you know a, 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 an air squat, and then like it showed the person at home doing this like to pick up a box off the floor. They went through this like perfect squat to pick up a box. It was like a shoe box. I'm like. Nobody does that because it's not efficient. And then um, uh, then they showed them back at the gym doing a dumbbell thruster. And so uh, the, 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 then it showed the person at home doing this like um, it, it took a box from the floor and then it thrusted it up to a shelf. I'm like, we don't do that as humans. Um, and, and then, and then it, it showed somebody at the gym doing a burpee. And then it flashbacked to them being at home, um, 
uh, looking underneath the bed to pick something up. So they jumped into a burpee. To, and I'm just like, nobody fucking does that. Like now you're just reaching with, with just sensationalizing that human movement is this like CrossFit functional. I don't know. It, it was just kind of weird. Anyways, that's just my rant on that. So like there are certain things that like we will pick the most efficient way at picking something up off the floor. Um, and it's generally not going to be in this like quote unquote neutral spine with, with like perfect form. Like you're, you're just not going to do that. It's not a barbell anyways. So <laughs> I digress, but I just thought it was interesting when I saw that now. So the TRX, so a plus for the TRX is a row an F minus is a single leg burpee. Never. So when I say F minus never, ever, ever do it. Uh, now the second implement and, and, I, and, I, and I love this implement. Uh, kettlebells. I love kettlebells. I think they're great. But, you know, kettlebells have an A-plus exercise for it. But they also have like an A-minus with it. Like, you, you can do some stupid shit with it. So, the A-plus for me um, on, a, on a kettlebell um, is going to be a swing. So, a kettlebell swing and goblet squat. Like, when I, when I think of um, a, a kettlebell... Typically, myself, and this is me personally, right? And this is going to be different for all types of um, genres of fitness, right? So, like, if you're like a kettlebell competitor, you're going to have a different A plus. So, this is why I say I urge you to sit down one day and just make a list of the equipment you have at the gym or at home in your garage, and then start to find okay, like, what is the best exercise with this implement, and and, and make your own because you're going to have different goals and stuff. So, for me, when I uh, use it with clients, the A plus is a swing and a goblet squat. Um, and I guess I should add also like uh, a deadlift because it's a, it's a good deadlift teaching tool, okay? Now, if you're somebody who uh, competes in like kettlebell competitions that require more of like, um, I, th- I think they have like the snatch test in, in, in kettlebell competitions. So like you can also have like an A or an A minus um, exercise, you know, so like I would classify like a B plus, an A minus, you know, kettlebell clean, kettlebell snatch, right? Because now we're getting into more power movements it's more of a skill-based exercise but it's not going to give you um what you're looking for if it comes to like changing your physique so like you know so like a clean and a snatch i'll keep it like an a so a plus for me is swing goblet squat an a minus perhaps or an a is a clean and a snatch with it i think they're great for that but now an f minus um exercise with a kettlebell are these choreographed um uh sort of uh juggling circus acts with a kettlebell now if you're somebody who's a performer and does these cool like juggling acts with kettlebells yeah sure maybe that's your a plus because that's your skill but for the vast majority of people that are looking to uh, get fit get shredded uh, pack on some muscle doing a bunch of uh random choreographed circuits with a kettlebell that doesn't really have any benefit probably won't um, be your best bet. So I'm going to give it a big F minus, which means do never, like, don't, don't ever do this. Yes. Don't ever, that's, that's, that's an absolute. Don't ever do it. Um, so that's my kettlebell a plus and F minus. Now let's get into dumbbells. Now, like a dumbbell is a pretty useful implement, right? So like a a dumbbell is going to have multiple a plus exercises for it. And I'm sure you can kind of guess what these movements are going to be like. So the a plus is going to be like a single arm row, a press. It could be a vertical press. It could be a horizontal press. Um, you know, 
like that's probably what I would use a, a dumbbell for and maybe like a goblet squat. So um, any, any row variation, like a, like a single arm row, a chest supported row, um, and an overhead and horizontal press uh, and a goblet squat. Now for an F minus exercise with dumbbell, I would have to give it a uh, dumbbell tricep kickback. And the kickback is the one where, you know, like you're, you're, you're leaning forward, you have your elbow up to your side and you're doing this kickback uh, for the tricep. And while the sensation of it is that you feel your tricep pumping and you feel that the, the burn in the tricep, you're not really aligning the muscle fibers with the direction of the, the load. In fact, gravity's pulling down but you're moving the dumbbell horizontally and it's not really aligning any load on the muscle fibers. It's just a sensation of, wow, I feel my tricep burning, but really that's just more of an isometric hold at the very end range of uh, that tricep extension and you're not really getting much benefit of building your tricep. So I would say F minus tricep kickback with the dumbbell. Um, now, if you're going to do it just a kind of a side note here, if you are going to do a tricep kickback, use a cable machine and align uh, the cable with the orientation of your fiber. So it's going to be more of a horizontal line. Um, that way you can actually feel your tricep kicking. If you're kicking, you can feel your, your, your tricep, um, um, you know, stimulated um, with that line of pull. So that's like my third um, sort of thing is dumbbell. So A plus, I'd say any row variation, um, any uh, uh, horizontal or uh, vertical pressing, right? And, and and these are your big rocks of any type of strength program, right? Like you're 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 going to want to do these big compound movements because they're going to yield the best benefit for strength and hypertrophy. Um, so let's go down number four. We're going to go into uh, barbells. And I love a good barbell, of course. Most home gym has a barbell. Most gyms, obviously, every gym has a barbell. And there's an A plus, and then there's an uh, an F minus. So. From an A-plus standpoint, this is going to depend on what type of person you are. Are you a power lifter? Are you a weight lifter? Are you a bodybuilder? So um, A-plus for me, really, when I think of uh, my own training and training with my clients, the A-plus exercises are going to be your squat, bench, and deadlift. In fact, I might take away the bench press and just say squat and deadlift, any squat variation, any deadlift variation. Right, so it could be a Romanian deadlift, it could be a conventional deadlift, um, and then squat could be a front squat, high bar, low bar squat, whatever suits the individual. Um, now, an F minus exercise, um, and this is probably so. This is what we would consider like a bamboo bar. So a bamboo bar is a bar that um, that shakes and it creates a dynamic stability component to the to, to the movement. But, you know, you see a lot of people um, on Instagram, at the gyms, what they'll do is they'll, they'll attach um, kettlebells um, with a band looped on the collars. And when you do your bench press, for example, the barbell is going to be uh, shaking because you have um, the weight at the ends with the bands that are causing that, you know, chaos. It's also called a chaos pressing. And most of the time, like while that has some benefit at some level, the majority of people that do this type of bamboo bar training or this chaos training 
are just looking for likes on the gram. They're just looking for the oohs and the ahs of the, wow, you're so cool. I can't believe you do that. Like It's just for a, a, a more of a, a showmanship than it is of actual benefit, right? Like If you're thinking of barbell movements, you want to be as stable as fuck so that you can have the greatest amount of imp, uh, output so that you can actually gain some strength, gain some size, whatever the case may be. But like all this sensation-based training of this chaos bamboo bar stuff like is just for show. And while it might have some benefit here and there, whatever, and it might give you the sensation of that burn, just stick to the fucking basics. Like you don't need to do all this crazy stuff. But I understand sometimes people just want to have that showmanship go for it. But for me, it's a big F minus. I will never do that unless in some specific instances, but I've never used it in 15 years. And I probably will continue not to use it um, ever, ever. Uh, so let's get into number five. Uh, and, and I put this because most uh, most functional fitness facilities, CrossFit gyms, most most big commercial gyms have it, uh, plyo boxes. Now, there's some A-plus exercises, and of course, there's an F-minus, and there's only pretty much one F-minus, I think, uh, on it. Um, so the A-plus for me for a plyo box is jump training. Now, when we think of jump training, um, you want to think of this as uh, more of a neural output. So this is more affecting your nervous system than it really is of anything else. Like you're not really going to build muscle doing a box jump. You're not going to um, increase your conditioning with with uh, jump training. What you're trying to do is you're trying to elicit that neurological response to make you um, explosive, right? And so we do jump training where it's, you know, maybe uh, three to five sets of three jumps. And those three jumps are at maximal output so you can get that neurological output. Um, the F minus of a box um, would be um, box jumps for conditioning. And so when you see a lot of these CrossFitters or like these, not, now when I say CrossFit, I don't mean the elite athletes that compete at the CrossFit Games. They're, 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 they're um, those, those, those women and men are animals and they're in, they're in their own league. They're, they're the top 1% of athletes. So like, I'm not shitting on, on the athletes because they're, they're, they're crazy. It's the avid or the average uh, gym goer that, that sees CrossFit and says, oh, this is so cool. So doing box jumps or repeated box jumps for conditioning. In my opinion, that's an F minus because the risk doesn't outweigh the reward. If you're looking at conditioning, hop on an air assault, hop on a treadmill, hop on, go for a run. I don't know. It's just like hop on a bike, right? Like air assault is probably going to be your best bet. Um, man, I should have put an air assault. I won't, I'll do that next time. But so, so let's say like if you conditioning would be A plus would be air assault, right? An F minus on an air assault would be. I don't know, standing on the fucking pegs and pretending it's a BMX bike. That's your F minus, I think. Um, yeah, so like, so with with repeated box jumps, you'll see a lot of these like circuit training facilities and these um, yeah, CrossFit gyms do a lot of repeated box jumps because it's quote unquote conditioning cardio, which I don't think it is. Like, pick pick something that's less of a of a risk, right? And People try to get away. With, oh, it's functional, right? Like it's functional fitness. You're jumping on something. Like you're gonna have to jump in real life. But it's like when you get at a fatigued state after like 20 seconds of box jumps, your legs are so jello. And I've seen, man, I've seen some people scrape their shins off of boxes when they misstep, when they're fatigued. And man, like you see bone, man. Like as soon as you, 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 like, oh, I'm just cringing when I think of, 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 of what I saw, but like I've seen bone on 
on people's shins because of um, stupid box jumps. So just like keep an eye out. Like don't do your conditioning on a box. It's stupid. It's an F minus. Number six, my favorite, uh, battle ropes. You see this in a lot of functional fitness and now like a lot of the commercial gyms have this in their functional fitness room. Um, there's no A plus for battle ropes. F minus, throw them out. Stop doing battle ropes. Again, this is like the same thing as the chaos bar or the bamboo bar when you put the bands um, with kettlebells on the barbell when you're doing your bench press. It just looks cool, but it does absolutely nothing other than just make your arms tired. And at that and at that point, your arms aren't going to get toned because they feel tired. Stop it. Just stop it. F minus with battle ropes. There's no A plus for that. Um, number seven, let's get into number seven. So this one is a tread. I'm going to put treadmill. Okay. So for number seven, cause most commercial gyms are going to have a treadmill and this is talking to those that are at a commercial gym too, right? So with the treadmill, um, the eight plus is going to be incline walk, maybe just a normal flat incline walk, jog sprint. Keep it at that guys. A plus it's, it's a treadmill for walking and um, sprinting, jogging, running, that kind of thing. An F minus on a treadmill is the side, the, the the side shuffle when you're like that fucking loser that's on the treadmill that's doing the side the side the side shuffles and they're you know and they're doing this like little weird dance with it. Stop it. F minus. Uh, another F minus is doing like a bear crawl with your hands on the treadmill. Stop putting your hands on a belt that has a bunch of shit shoes on there. Like, just stop it. Like, anything that Jillian Michaels does on a treadmill, F minus. Stop using a treadmill to make it look cool. Like, just stop it. This isn't The Biggest Loser. This isn't some reality TV show. Like, just use the equipment for what it's needed. So, uh, A plus, walk, sprint, uh, run, jog, whatever you want to call it. F minus side shuffles and all the fancy like putting your hands on the belt and, and, and doing like plank walks with it. Stop it. We don't need any more of that stuff. And plus you look weird when you're at the gym and, you know, you have, you know, maybe three or four people next to you doing what normal people do on a treadmill, which is walk or jog or sprint on it. Um, and then you have that one weirdo that is walking on their hands on the treadmill and they have they still have the old school Walkman on their belt and they're with a big headphone and they're just doing the stupid like side shuffle or, or their hands are walking. It's like, stop it, man. You just look weird. And I guess even an F minus would be the crazy guy that is sprinting at full capacity, making all the noise in the world. Do, 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 do. It's like, just stop it. Just like do some normal stuff. And if you're going to sprint like a maniac, go on the track, wait till summertime and, and, and sprint on the track. But just use the treadmill like a normal person. Like don't, like don't try to stand out, man. Like nobody is impressed if you're doing all this crazy shit, we're just making fun of you, like I am. And I don't like to shit on people that, that that are trying their best, but like most people that I know that are trying their best, they're not the ones that are doing the crazy stuff on a treadmill. They're, 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 those are the people that are looking for a show, um, and like just stop it. It's it's pointless. Um, so number eight, uh, I put body weight. Now body weight can be an equipment, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, because especially like during lockdowns, right? People didn't have any home gyms. They didn't have that much equipment. So they had to use their body weight. Now, of course there's a plus exercises with body weight. And there's also some F minus exercises that you could do with your body weight. So when I think of body weight training, 
um, I'm thinking of like just like the the rocks and the foundations and, and the basics of of um, body weight training. So I'm gonna say push up, pull up, squat, split squat. That's and maybe plank. I'll put plank in there. So those five things, and if you and if you do it right, you can gain some level of fitness depending on what your fitness level is, and you can get pretty jacked, especially with your upper body. Um, if you do pull-ups and push-ups only and you, and you, you know, vary the tempo, vary the volume and all that stuff, like you can get some really great results just doing that. Now the F minus of body weight of using your body weight is anything that is animal flow. Stop it. Just stop it. And again, like this is just my opinion. So like, if you love animal flow, cool, do you bro. But like, I just can't, I can't even like the whole little kick through and the it's like it's like break dancing but you're not break dancing because you're not good enough to break dance so you're gonna do this like weird stuff and again this all goes in line with like the functional fitness functional trance like you are never ever going to be doing these animal flows in real life like we, we are bipedal humans we function on uh two feet we walk we run we breathe that that's function right we're not doing some weird scorpion into a, I don't know, a bear hold into a crab. Like, stop it. F minus all the way on body weight, you know? And like, if you're, if you're someone who's looking to like gain some muscle and, and, and like, you know, be fit, push up, pull ups, split squats, um, traditional squats. Now, um, number nine, we're, we're, near, we're getting near the end here. So number nine, um, I, I put it landmine because I, I I classify landmine as its own implement because even though it's a barbell, the landmine per se is when you put it into the landmine holder and it moves um, on a pivot. So so I put landmine on its own. Now I like the landmine um, for certain movements again, but for some things I'm just not a big fan of. So the A plus landmine movement that I use myself for a lot of my clients, a lot of people that. Uh, are missing uh, overhead shoulder flexion that can't get overhead completely is a landmine press, right? So you can do this, a kneeling landmine press. You can do a standing landmine press. Um, you can do a, a, a Viking press, which is, you know, um, you put this contraption on on one of the ends of the um, uh, barbell and you can do like a like an overhead double-handed press. That's pretty much what I use the landmine for. Uh, it's great at teaching overhead mechanics. If you can't get overhead, it teaches the in- integration of your serratus anterior because you have some some freedom of movement, um, and it just teaches how to groove the 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 relationship between your rib cage, your shoulder blade, your arm bone, um, and your serratus, and it kind of makes this really synchronized um, um, sort of version of an overhead press. So landmine press number one A plus every single time. In fact, I preferred over an overhead press if you can get overhead. Now, the F minus for me, and I'm trying to think of this more clearly, but I think the, off the top of my head, the F minus, and I'm just trying to think of like, F minus for me is um, a single arm landmine row. And I think for me, it's an F minus because a lot of people already have a difficult time engaging their lats. 
that the landmine puts them in a weird position and, and it requires a little bit more of a setup to really feel their lat engagement, in my opinion. Another thing that I that I find with landmine is that, uh, like for the row, is that when you're holding on to the collar of um, the um, the barbell, it's relatively thick, and your grip goes away before you can actually exhaust anything in in your back mus- uh, muscles. Like your lats won't fatigue before your grip does, right? Because it's just it's a thicker handle on on, on the barbell collar. So like that to me is an F minus and most people don't load it appropriately to get any benefit. You might as well just switch to a single arm dumbbell row because you're going to get much more out of it or maybe like a cable um, row. You'll get more out of that as well. So F minus for me is going to be the uh, landmine um, row. I guess you want to call it that Um, because I think it just gets bastardized a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else, right? And like, I want you guys to keep in mind, like, like there's an A plus, there's a B plus, there's a C, there's a D. Like, you can figure out what exercises are are, are best, you know, and you can kind of grade it along that. So like, it's not just an A plus and an F minus. I'm just doing it for kind of like the, I mean, like, I don't want to be here all day going A plus B and all that stuff. It's just gonna take too long. But you can kind of get the gist, right? Like, like there are some A pluses. There might be a C exercise, and there's definitely an, uh, an F minus exercise. So you play around with that to make sure that it fits your goals, it fits your your needs, your programming needs, all that kind of stuff. Um, so number ten, I'm gonna put uh, for number ten. I have the Swiss ball. Now I I refer it to as a Swiss ball because that's when I got into the industry back in 2005. We called it a Swiss ball, um, but it's one of those like those physio balls, like those big physio balls that people sit on. People do all kinds of ab stuff on it. Now, I'm not a big fan of these physio balls for a lot of things. The A plus exercise for me is going to be um, some variation of a plank. So like uh, plank stir the pot where like your elbows are on um, the Swiss ball and you're stirring the pot. So like you're doing circular motions with your arms to gain some variability and some, uh, dynamic variability in your planking. Another a plus for me would be a, um, a, uh, Swiss ball, um, hamstring curl, right? If you don't have a hamstring curl machine or anything like that, you can do some type of, um, um, hamstring curl with it, but just know that it's not really going to, um, like after a while, you're going to need to move on to a seated leg curl machine where you can load it or a, 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 um, a lying uh, leg curl machine that we can kind of load it. Um, but like, it's a good little sort of um, exercise if you want to challenge some stability and some hamstring in there, especially at higher reps, even like a single leg um, hamstring curl. Now an F minus on a, on a, on a Swiss ball, and dude, there's a lot that we can say here, but like Biggest F minus is standing on it and squatting. Another F minus is standing on it with a barbell and then squatting. Like, just stop. Like, you're doing fuck all and you're just being that douchebag at the gym that wants to look cool for the gram, for the people around them. And, like, nobody likes you. Like, no, nobody likes that person that does that kind of stuff, you know. Um, so that's my 10 implements with their letter grade exercise now like i left out some stuff in there like i i I left out like a bench because i mean i mean it's pretty redundant like you 
lay on it and stuff like that. You don't do anything crazy with it. Um, and then also like the Bosu ball. Like, you know, like, you know what? Bonus round. We're going to do the bonus round. The bonus, the bonus Bosu round is what we're going to call it. Ding, 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 ding. Number 11, the Bosu. Now, there is an A-plus exercise on the BOSU, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm trying to think here. There are two A-plus exercises, and then there's a bunch of F-minuses on it. So uh, the A-plus for me would be a a crunch, an, an app crunch on it. And what's nice about the BOSU ball is that you can actually um, stretch your rectus, your rectus abdominis on it by laying completely over the bosu right so like on the on the round part you'll get a good stretch of your abdominals and then you can crunch and if you put some focus onto that like you can get a pretty good abdominal crunch um, um action happening there another a plus would probably be uh i i i'll be honest i liked doing push-ups on the bosu right so like you would um hold you, you would hold on to the flat part and then the round part or the ball part of the BOSU would um, would be on the floor and you, and you would do push-ups with it. I found that was pretty good. You know, it's a good variation of a push-up when you want to kind of make it funky. But like an F-minus exercise for the BOSU is any type of stupid jumping on it. So like, you know, using it as like a rebounder, um, standing on the flat part while you're trying to balance on on the um on the ball part and then you're doing like a bicep curl or a shoulder press or a dare i say a, a tricep kickback does anybody do that a tricep kickback while standing on a bow i'm sure people have done it but like oh oh no f minus okay so this is gonna this is gonna combine my least favorite exercise sorry my least favorite tool and my least favorite other implement, which is the battle ropes on a BOSU ball. Can we just stop this shit? That's the biggest F minus of this podcast is doing battle ropes on a BOSU. Now, I've seen this done in, in many ways. So they some people will stand on the um, ball part, the round part of the BOSU to gain more stability while they do battle ropes, which is kind of ironic when if you want more stability you would just stand with two feet on the floor but it's like oh this is the next progression you're going to stand on this uneven surface and do battle ropes and then once you get really good at doing nothing you're going to flip the bosu over on the ball part on the round part you're going to stand on the flat part and now you're doing functional fitness and now it's going to make the battle ropes even harder but if you think of what the battle ropes really are meant for, and there's probably one case that you can actually use battle ropes, which is maybe like in an MMA style of, of training uh, for MMA fighters, you really want to create as much output and as much power with the slams as you can. So if you're trying to produce output and slam power with the battle ropes, you would want to have your feet fixed on a solid surface like the earth, the ground, where you can impose a lot of effort, not on a BOSU ball. So I just, I don't understand that thing. So so bonus, man, this was such a good bonus round. Uh, uh, F minus if you do, no, man, like you fail at 
gym life. Not that life, because you're probably a really good person. You just don't know any better. So you fail at at, at the gym life if you do um, Bosu ball uh, battle rope slams or any variation of of such. That's how we're going to end today's podcast. Done. You fail. Finish him. Um. Yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. So, so the takeaway of this, I'm just shitting on exercises here now. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. But like the takeaway here is, start to assign the appropriate exercise with the implements that you have. You're gonna start to see your programming shift. You're gonna start to see that your your training is gonna be a little bit more um, concentrated on getting results. Now, think of this: if you take all the A plus exercises for all these ten implements you have the inner workings of a really great program, right? So like think of what's going to be the best possible program or exercise selection to get the best results, right? Like, yes, we have a 10-year plan to go back to the beginning. You know, yes, we have this 10-year way of thinking, this 10-year commitment to my health and fitness. But if I'm trying to seek results sooner than 10 years, obviously, let's take it one year. What are the things that I got to do consistently in one year, two years, five years, whatever it is, that are going to yield the best results. Take these A-plus exercises and do more of those than the F-minuses. Now, here's where people are going to start talking shit about me, and I love it. But Mike, all the F-minus exercises are fun, and if I want to have longevity and fitness, I want to have fun. I want to do all this cool stuff that are going to make me have fun so that I have more of a... um, um, buy-in and like sure yes fun they're, they're, like there's some buy-in with them but there's different ways you can create buy-in for clients to have fun in my experience what I prefer buy-in is with all my clients is the environment is what brings them in it's the environment that creates the buy-in not the exercises another way that I get my clients to buy in is how I deliver the message how I deliver um, the exercise selection right so if I so, for example, if you walked into my gym and it was white walls, which it has been, just like a very sterile environment, it's very boring, the music is very low, it's like country music, let's say, and I have a clipboard, and I'm like, uh, hi, Susan, uh, today we're going to barbell squat and then do a row, and... Um, and we're just going to get strong and focus on perfect movement so that you don't injure yourself. Susan's gonna be like, "What the fuck? I just, I came here to to feel good about myself. I came here to burn some fat. I came here to tone up. This is like I'm kind of bored of doing this." Whereas, imagine if you come into my gym and there's a really cool vibe. There's graffitied walls, like there is. The music's pumping. There's a good vibe. There's a good energy. You know, when you walk in, I give you a high five. Yo, what's up, Susan? Um, how you doing today? Good. Yeah. How are the kids? How was how was the vacation? How was how was your weekend? I know you went to go eat some pizza. How was that? And then I'm like, here, uh, come here. Uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go through the warm up. Uh, today's uh, program is gonna be really cool. We're, we're gonna work on some squats. We're gonna work on some rows. We're gonna make sure that um, when we squat, that we're gonna focus on this, this, and this. But it's really gonna help you target your glutes, your quads. It's gonna burn a lot of calories. It's gonna make you feel great about yourself. It's gonna make you feel empowered. Um, how's that sound? Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Right? Like she'll be pumped for it. So like, you can create buy-in through the environment and your delivery as a human, right? This is a communication-based service. Yes, you're, you're providing a training service, but 
there's a lot of non-tangibles that that we don't understand when you're coaching, especially when you're coaching the in-person setting. Like you have the chance to to make people who don't like fitness love it. And it's your duty. It's my duty to make the average person who doesn't like fitness, who's always found it boring, who's always found it tedious, to come into my space and create this really cool environment so that they're like, wow, like I'm fucking pumped. I'm stoked to get my training back in order. Um, so you create buy-in and fun with the environment, with the music, with the vibe, with your delivery of your message, not by creating stupid circuits that do absolutely nothing for your health, your fitness, your longevity. I know that sounds pretty harsh, but we it's 2022, man. It's not 2009. We don't have to do all this functional fitness stuff. And in my opinion, it just shows the insecurity of this young industry still, right? People feel like if they're not giving their clients a show with these battle ropes and all this cool functional fitness stuff, that they're not worth getting paid 100 bucks an hour, 200 bucks an hour, whatever the case may be, right? So like, have the confidence to understand sound scientific principles of training. Do that very well. Be confident in that. Show them that you actually care about them and that you can give them a really good uh, uh, training effect and a really good environment and a good buy-in through your environment. And you won't have to care about doing these showmanship type exercises. So I hope that t- I hope today was inspiring for some of you. If you guys enjoy this podcast, let me know uh, by following us on Spotify. You can, um, you know, uh, write a comment on our Instagram about it. You can, I think there, there, there's got to be a way that you can rate this on on Spotify as well. Um, of course, this episode is going to be on YouTube. You can search Rebel Radio on YouTube um, and also on Spotify, Rebel Radio. Of course, you can always uh, find this episode on my social media. If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to know how cool it is. If you don't, come on, man. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, go to Instagram and you're going to type in common underscore original. Common is spelled C-O-M-M-X-N underscore original. And, of course, you can click the link in my bio. You're going to find a bunch of links for a 30-minute free chat. So if you just want to chat with me and kind of pick my brain, I'm not going to sell you anything. If you just need to shoot the shit, you can click there and you can uh, book in a call with me. You can find the latest podcast on the link in my bio on Instagram. And, uh, and you can even visit my website, common.com, C-O-M-M-X-N.com. And you can see what kind of services we offer. We offer um, our, our flagship Rebel Series, which is our online platform for 70 bucks a month. Um, we have a remote coaching where if you're not from Windsor and you're from, let's say, Indonesia and you want me as your coach, we have remote coaching service. And of course, we have our in-person, semi-private and private sessions here at Common uh, here in Windsor. So there's many ways you can work with me. And if you don't want to work with me, it's cool. Just like follow along with the podcast and on the Instagram and the socials. I always love uh, followers and it kind of helps me grow and it helps me sort of feel inspired. So um, I just want to thank everyone for, for listening on to, into today's episode feels good to um, sort of share my thoughts and opinions on, on fitness and I will see you guys on the next episode and remember as always guys much love keep raging and peace